Okay, for this episode of The Weast Ways, we are going to talk about the birth of our twins, Peter and Jane. And it is about 10.30 at night, and so Abigail's brain is totally turned off, but she is... That's what happens when you have a nine-day-old. A <laughs> nine-day-old. We have a nine-day-old, but we're going to go over that birth story at a later episode. <laughs> Tonight's yeah, all about Peter tonight. and Jane, but not later tonight. We also have a special guest. My mom, Sharon, is here. Hello. So tonight we're, we want to go over a little bit about our memories of the twins. So um, where should we start? Mm, how about the day before? On Well, we can start on August 20th, Andrew's first birthday. So okay. I remember we went swimming, we did cupcakes, and... I was just, like, absolutely huge. That was the first time Andrew stayed up till like, 9 o'clock at night, and I was feeling like a horrible mom. We thought, as his birthday, he deserves it. Yeah. The 21st, like he even remembers. The 21st and 22nd, I think, were pretty normal days, other than the afternoon of the 22nd, I started having, like, some cramping and, like, wasn't feeling great. And so I remember I called the doctor, and I had my doctor's appointment scheduled for the next day, but I was feeling pretty awful, so... I just called and said, you know, told them kind of what's happening. And so, like, well, why don't you come in and we'll do a stress test or a non-stress test. So he took me to the doctor. We went to and sat there in the chair for an hour while they watched, monitored the baby's hearts. And, and I was there with you. I think I, I left work so I could. Yeah, we had Andrew. With you. And then I remember you left and I sent you to go get Chick-fil-A because I was hungry. And we had our tour of the hospital. Oh, that's that right. That night. So we went on our tour of the hospital, and I was, like, very concerned that we go on a tour of the hospital because I had no idea where we'd go to check in or, like, what any of it looked like since when we'd done it a year before would have been a transfer, and it was 2 a.m. Right, and, and if you're interested in that story, there's 23 minutes of the previous podcast. So um, we went, I just remember seeing the car eating our Chick-fil-A and then went going into the hospital, going on the tour and being like, oh, this is so nice. This will be great. Now I'll know what to do. And I felt very relieved and calmed. But when I had been doing my non-stress test, they said, this is probably just your body getting ready to go into labor. You're fine. And that my midwife, Shabon, had said, I'm happy to just write you a prescription for some medicine. So if you're not feeling great and you're still not feeling well tonight, I can give it to you and you can, um, you know, take it. And that way, if you are going into labor, it will like slow things down, but at least you'll be able to sleep and be comfortable. So we went to the hospital tour, we came home, and I just wasn't feeling great. I took a warm bath, and then finally at 11 o'clock at night, I was in enough pain that I took the medicine and tried to go to bed, and it did not work. And then I remember waking up at like 2 in the morning, still feeling like even worse, getting in the tub and getting on the, what is it, exercise ball, and trying all of the tactics I remember I'd tried the year before, and nothing was working. Well, and and, it, and it's interesting to note on the <clears throat> on Andrew's birthday or maybe it was the next day, I just felt like you know I need to be home because you know you weren't feeling great and we didn't know what was gonna happen so I decided to pack up my huge <laughs> test equipment and uh, the big old uh, suitcase that took it home it was probably a good sixty pounds and brought it home got it all set up in that little room in our Austin house had the monitor and everything so I could just work from home. And I remember you were up late at night, and I was like, oh, I still have to work tomorrow, but it'll be at home, so it won't be so bad. Um, 
So I kind of was up with you a little bit, but not too much. Yeah, and then I just remember at, like, like, 2 in the morning, you get in the bathtub and trying to just, yeah, I was, like, in and out of bed all night. And that finally, at, like, their offices opened at 7 a.m., so I remember, like, 6.45, I sat there watching my phone. So the second it was 7 o'clock, I called them and was like, I am not better. This medicine is a joke. Like, <laughs> are you sure this isn't a placebo? <laughs> And they're like, okay, well, we didn't cancel your appointment yet for 1 o'clock, so why don't you just come in at 1? And I was like, okay, that sounds good. So all morning I remember you were working. I just remember sitting on the exercise ball in the front room, like, rocking back and forth, trying to feel better. And When we had called a, a babysitter to come watch Andrew at 1 so we could just go, just you and I. Yeah. And I was trying to wrap things up so that, you know, I didn't leave any loose ends just in case this baby was being born. And so I, I think yes, I finished... baby babies. Oh, these babies. Yes, you're right. Sorry. And I remember... Um, I remember I, I finished probably about 10.30 or 11, somewhere in that area. And well, I thought, an well, I'm pretty, pretty done pretty early. An important thing to note, though, is August 23rd holds an important... Is an important day in our lives. Yes. Because... <laughs> whose birthday is it? Because it's my birthday... And it's Rhoda's birthday. Yeah, it's my um, Nana's birthday. But we, we were sitting there debating what we're going to do with our day because we had this appointment at 1. I was pretty much done by about 11. And um, we thought, well, we, we need to still get a few things for the twins' nursery. So maybe we'd go to Home Depot. Um, and so Abigail was starving. She, like, downed a big huge what smoothie or what was oh, I it I just made myself a peanut butter sandwich oh peanut butter sandwich okay so you had peanut butter oh, sandwich because and I had gestational else. diabetes with the twins I could like I had to watch my carbs so I was right. getting my open face <clears throat> piece of peanut butter toast yeah so you're eating and then right then my mom called so do you remember that conversation yeah. I said so how is she doing are we going to have twins on my birthday and Scott says, no, it doesn't look like we are. I said, okay, that's fine. We have an appointment at one, but she's not in labor, so I don't see this happening today. And that was about 11.30, probably. Yeah, and I remember I was on the phone with Bridget, and I asked you to, like, go outside and get Sadie some water or something before we left. And you and Andrew were outside, and I was on the phone with her, and all of a sudden I felt like, all this water and I looked down but instead of water it was blood and I was in a skirt and I just remember being like Bridget I'm sorry I have to call you back something just came up and she was like oh, okay. or some, something down. went down yeah. <laughs> something just, just went down I just remember telling her like hey I've got to go can I call you back later and she's like yeah that's fine so I hung up on her and then just being like hey Scott I need you to come here and you walked inside, and you're like, yeah, what, are you ready to go? And I was like, not right now. Just, I need you to clean up. <laughs> yeah, so I walked in and saw a pool of blood on the floor. I'm like, um, is that normal? You're like, I don't know. Just clean it up. And you're like, like going on your way to the, the bathtub. Yeah. You're like waddling to the bathtub, make, trying, and like leaving blood all. ripped down <laughs> from the waist down. I was just in a skirt. I just remember I was in this, like, gray old navy skirt. So I took it off. Took off my underwear, and I was, like, trying, because I had blood all down my legs, so I was, like, trying to rinse it off, and every time I would move, like, bend over, more blood would come out, and then I'd stand up, and more blood would come out, and I was like, how does this stop? Yeah, and so I came in, and I'm like, um, I don't think this is normal. We should probably get in the car right now, and well, I just... had you call the doctor to find out, and they were like, okay, come, just in. come in. I'm sure they thought, like, oh, there's a little bit of blood, watch out, like, the... 
the bloody what is it called? The bloody show. Show, yeah. But they didn't realize that it was a, l- a, a lot show. more. <laughs> a lot more. And I just remember calling, like trying to figure out what do I do? How do I get to the doctor without like bleeding everywhere? And texting our next door neighbor Katie and asking like what do I do? And she got back to me when we were in the car and was like, oh, you can just sit on a diaper. You have plenty of diapers at your house. <laughs> and I was like, why didn't I think of that? But we put, a, we put a towel down. But one yeah. thing that I remember is that my nerves were... I wasn't really nervous or, like, really freaking out, but they were fairly shot, thinking, like, this doesn't seem normal, what's going on? And and then, not to mention, you had m- told me earlier that you hadn't felt the babies move. Yeah, they had asked when you called the doctor to say we should, like, you know, should we come in? Like, when did you feel the babies move? And all of a sudden, I was like, mm, it was, like, 9.30 this morning. It and we kind of chalked it up to the fact that you hadn't eaten. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, we well, maybe you just away. haven't eaten. They probably So, I just ate. Maybe they'll start moving. But you're like, I don't feel them moving. So, I was just thinking, we need to get to the hospital. And I'll, I'll never forget this. Pull out of the driveway. Oh, and, and, by the way, we're able to leave right away as soon as you started bleeding. Because I was we there. We were packed up, packed up to go to, to Home Depot. Depot. So, we just put Andrew in the, the, the car and... And drove out of the back of the driveway and driving to that that first stop, that's there on uh, Crestland and uh, Northcrest, North mm-hmm. and there were these two cars that were street racing at that point. Like I'm trying to turn right and like one zooms in front of the other in the middle of the intersection. I don't like, remember that. I, I just I just remember had we been, I mean even, thirty seconds earlier and I was turning right, we would have been hit. Like something would have happened. I just thought like. I mean, I, if my nerves weren't any more shot, they are now, I'm just, just luckily they, they went ahead of us and ended up being okay. But I just I, remember thinking like, had we been 30 seconds earlier, they would have raced ahead of each other and maybe hit us. Who knows what would have happened. And I just remember thinking like, I just feel awful. This is just like, well, I, wasn't, I, didn't, I felt calm. I didn't, I just was like, what's wrong that they gave me this stupid medicine that is not working? <laughs> Like, well, don't and, give me drugs if they're not going to help me. And I was trying to drive smoothly, but quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I just remember speeding things up. Oh, yeah. We, like, got to the doctor's office, pulled in, go up to the third floor where their office is. I walk in, and I was like, hi, I'm here to see the doctor, you know. And like, okay, take a seat. And I looked around, and they have all these, like, cream nice chairs and that with like cream fabric on them and I was like um I'm not gonna sit down because I'm bleeding and I don't really want blood on your chair and they're like oh I'm sure it's not bad but yeah. why don't you go and then ahead I remember and back. I saw one of the nurses and I was like I really don't think I can sit down she's like I'll be right back and like quickly got to put us in a room and when we were standing there that you said something like this might be the last time we're gonna see you pregnant so we should probably take a picture yeah so we have a picture of it <laughs> of me standing there like trying to grin but like in a lot of pain and Andrew's in the background of it. It's a, it's, it's a cute, cute picture. So then Siobhan came in and was like, hey, I'm glad you're back. What's going on? Like, And she went to check me and um, like quite a bit of blood came out. And she was like, um, yeah, I'll be right back. And <laughs> she came back. It, it was her tone of voice. And I'm like, uh, something's not right. Like, that's the first time I think, like, I, I felt that something wasn't right. I mean, there's blood gushing out of you that's never We're a right good gushing, thing but, but coming out yeah but uh, as soon as there's i heard her tone of voice i'm like okay things are gonna change t- things are gonna change today <laughs> anyway i remember then i went to so she came back in she's like okay here's a wheelchair we're just gonna take you across the street so we can get things looked at and i remember the nurse like helped me into the wheelchair like they put down like you know the checks pad and had me sit down and 
like, Dad, we're going to have you come meet us. You'll have to drive over there, but I'm going to take her with us. And the nurse wheeled me out into the hall. And while she, like, overheard Siobhan talking to Dr. Sebastian, and she pulled Dr. Sebastian out of her appointment, and I overheard them saying, like, we can't get a hold of either of these two doctors. One's already in a C-section, and the other person on call isn't available. So you're going to need to come. And then Siobhan taking over with the wheelchair and taking me, like, down the elevator and then running me across oh, the street. Oh, yeah. So like what I, I remember is I'm, I'm like, trying to get to the car as fast as possible. We had the stroller. stroller and Andrew. So I'm, like, trying to get the stroller in the van. And I look over and she's, like, booking it. Like, you're in the, the, the wheelchair and she's, like, running as fast as she can across the parking lot. And I'm thinking... I'm not going to make it over there before she gets there. Well, I was just, like, kind of laughing. I remember as we were going, just thinking, like, this is kind of comical, actually. And I'm like, do you do this very often? She's like, no, not that often, but I've done it before. And then asking her, um, she told you, like, hey, meet us in triage, Scott. So Which I had no idea where that was, but I thought, I'll figure it out when I get there. So we got there, <laughs> and she takes me in, and... They start to wheel me over to triage, and no, we'd been to triage before because when I'd gotten dehydrated with the twins, that's where we'd gone. Oh, uh, okay. So I knew that, and as we're going in, I'm, like, trying to call my mom, and I'm like, hey, we're at the hospital, like, I'm bleeding, so they're checking me out, and we'll see what happens, and then... You're sending she, texts and things and like that. And then I, like, texted you, and I remember, like, they're pushing me in, they're like, oh, we're going to OR3 now. Like, the, Siobhan pulled up and was like, hi, we're here for triage. And they're like, oh, no, Dr. Sebastian called and said you're supposed to go straight to the OR. So then they're like, okay, OR3. I'm like, where are we going? And she told me. So I'm, like, texting you, and I'm like, come find us in OR3. So I, I get that text as I'm, like, pulling Andrew out of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, run in. And I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to go to OR3. And they looked at me like, well, who are you? <laughs> like, my wife is, like, with the doctors in OR3. And they looked at me and looked at Andrew and said, that's you can't go in with him. And they, they looked at him like, I don't think you could go in even if you didn't have him. Right. And I was like, what is that supposed to mean? They're like, just go out in the waiting room and we'll let you know what's going on. So I remember they like took me in. <laughs> they like stripped me down from the waist down. I'm like, do you need my shirt off? And they're like, nope, you're good. And the anesthesiologist comes over and all of a sudden all these people are like rushing around me. They're like shoving papers in my face. Like, can you sign this? Do you want? And I remember they specifically were like, will you accept a blood? Like they're, this lady's basically memorized what the sheets are and is like saying them as fast as she can and is like, Hey, okay. So, and I remember just specifically her saying, do you accept a blood transfusion? I was like, yeah, okay. I'm not a Jehovah witness. I can do this. And then the anesthesiologist being like, okay, Abigail, when was the last time you ate? And I'm like, mm, let's see what time is it? It's ago. about one ten. <laughs> yeah. I had at like 12, 15, 12 I had a peanut butter sandwich and he was like, Oh, that's going to make this a little more complicated. And I remember when he said that, I started to panic. It was the only time I, like, felt panicky. I felt, like, totally calm and just, like, this is so surreal. And then all of a sudden, I started panicking because I was thinking about our dog, Jingle, from when I was, like, 12 or 13 that we got our little Lhasa Apso and how he, when he went in to get neutered, my mom didn't feed him for, like, 18 hours before, yet he somehow still had food in his stomach, aspirated, and then went blind. So the only thing that I was thinking of was... You're going to go blind. I'm going to go blind because I <laughs> ate a peanut butter sandwich and now I'm having a general anesthetic. <laughs> like, if they're going to you know, give me anesthesia and I'm going to get sick from it and go blind. And then I was like, no, I'm not a dog. Hopefully they can figure <laughs> this out. Like, But for the second, there was just, like, racing through my head. So then I remember 
they, like, Dr. Sebastian came running in, and, or I guess right before she did, they were like, okay, Siobhan was still there, and they are like, okay, quiet on the floor, and everything stopped and went silent. They had monitors on my stomach, and there were heartbeats. And then she was like, okay, Abigail, I'm going to go tell Scott we have heartbeats on the babies. We're good. I'm like, okay. So she leaves, and Dr. Sebastian comes running in, and she's in, like, cute little heels and this sundress, and she's, like, throwing on her, like, not, you wouldn't call it, like, a cap and gown, but basically, like, her scrubs, and she's tying on her mask and her Mm -hmm. hat. She's like, hey, Abigail, I'm just going to, like, we have heartbeats on the babies, so that's good. I'm just going to check you really quick. And I was like, okay. And I remember she went to check me, and, like, when she did, there was just, like, blood coming out everywhere. It was just, like, more. And I was like, oh, did my water break? Like, that's what I was thinking. And that she's, like, came over up by my head and was like, Abigail, okay, I know we had talked about a VBAC, and we really wanted to do that, but you're only at about a 70, and these babies need to come out right now. So that's what's got to happen. And I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, just make my cramping go away. So... <laughs> You're cramping, you're you're dying from the inside because you're yeah, bleeding out. That I didn't know. <laughs> I just remember looking at the clock and it was one twelve and then that was all of the last thing I remember. So I'm sitting in the waiting room this whole time. You know, they're like, Go to go to R three, so I'm trying to go there and they say, No, just wait in the waiting room. I'm like, for what? They're like, A nurse will come out and talk to you. And I'm sitting there thinking, What is going on? Like, you're bleeding, you didn't feel the baby's heart you move, like, are they gone? What's happening? Are we not going to have Jane and Peter? Although we didn't know that, so their names right then, but Jane's here with us. But uh, I, you know, I didn't know what to think, and so I'm holding Andrew thinking like, you know, what's going to happen? Are you going to have a brother and sister today or not? And it was probably only three minutes, maybe four, but it was like the longest three or four minutes of my life sitting there waiting to see what happened. And the nurse came out and said... Siobhan came out. Then. Yeah, she said, oh, Siobhan, yeah. I said, uh-huh. the, the babies do have heartbeats. Um, we're trying to figure out what to do. But uh, it looks like they're going to be... We're going to have to have them be born today. And did she say, like, I'll come back and get you in a second for you to yeah, change? No, no, no. She didn't say that. She just said, oh, okay. she said, like, I'll, I'll come back and let you know, you know, as soon as we know something. I'm like, as soon as you know something, like, okay, the babies are still there, but what's going on like no one would tell me anything and so that's when I called you Um, yeah so what was your memory of that well I was shopping and you called and said well it looks like we're going to be having babies today after all but they aren't telling me anything and so we're not quite sure if they're going to just let her deliver later or what they're doing and you were just really confused but you figured that the babies were going to be born today. Yeah, so I was like, happy birthday. You're <laughs> going to have some grandchildren today. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, great. Not having any idea what was going on either. And then, of course, internally for me, I, I remember thinking, like, I hope. I mean, I don't know if they're going to be okay. But, I, like, we're at the hospital. They have heartbeats. Abigail's here. So, like, everything should be okay. Um, and I didn't think much more than that other than I was just kind of worried. So then I called Lisa and I, you know, told her what was going on. Um, and she was confused because she was like, Abigail is texting me. What do you mean she's in the OR? I'm like, she's there. I don't know. And then it was probably maybe 10 minutes later, um, very long 10 minutes, that finally another nurse came out and just said, want to let you know she had an emergency C-section. The babies are stable. Um, they're doing well. Abigail is not. We need to take her into the ICU for blood transfusion. 
And I just remember, like, the weight of everything just, like, coming down on me. Like, here I am with Andrew, who was one-year-old, thinking, like, what do you mean Abigail's not? Like, the whole time, I never thought oh, your life was in danger. Like, the whole time, I was, like, worried about the babies. And when she's like, the babies are fine, but Abigail's not, it was just, like, wait, what? Just hit me, like, a ton of bricks. And I think, like, the, I mean, I just, like, broke down crying because I didn't know, like, what to expect or what was happening. Um, but she was like, we'll let you go in and see her. Um, as, as soon as you can, but let me take you to the babies. And, and so, I mean, I have no recollection other than like, I don't even know how many hours later it was. If it was, I think it was like three or four in the afternoon. I woke up. Yeah, it was, it was a lot longer because I, so I went in with, with Peter and Jane and they were just baby girl and baby boy and took pictures, took as many as I could. And Andrew in the meantime. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot Arneson. that. So in, in that kind of space, um, so after the, the, the nurse had came back to me and said, the babies are stable. We're just cleaning them up. You can come back in, in about, you know, come see them in about 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and so I was like, well, that's perfect because our friend was coming. I text her, Gander, as soon as you can. She was on her way. Now. We're at the hospital. Don't come to our house. Because by this time it was 1 o'clock, and so she was planning on being with him anyway. So she came to the hospital and got Andrew. Um, and I called Bridget because I thought she better know what's going on. Um, and then I went back in to see if I could see you and they said, no, not yet, but you can come see the babies. So I went and took, so I, I didn't have Andrew with me and I was able to take lots of pictures and see them and they were beautiful. They were tiny. Jane was four pounds, 15 ounces and Peter was 15 pounds. No, 15 pounds. Wow. Sorry. I'm amazing. <laughs> five pounds. Jane was four pounds, 15 ounces. Peter was five pounds, 12 ounces, 13, 13 ounces, whatever, give or take. But they were beautiful, like, happy to see them, and um, was able to spend a good amount of time with them, and then went back, and they told me you were awake. And I just remember going in to see you, and you were just groggy. You were not, you were like, you like, what just happened? <laughs> and and I, I should mention that um, before even to talk to you, Dr. Sebastian came up to me and, and told me everything that was happening. She said that your placenta had erupted that you're bleeding out and that you needed, like she needed to take those babies out right away. And she had said, and obviously we don't know, thankfully, but she said we were within 15 minutes of losing Peter. I thought it was 20, but whatever. 15, 20 minutes. And then like half an hour. From what losing. I remember, she told me later, she said, if we'd waited another 20 minutes, Peter would have been gone. Another five minutes beyond that. So like 25 minutes, I would have been gone. And that Jane could have survived inside me for another about five minutes after that. For about 30 minutes and after that point. Yeah. But that like the timing worked out that had we not come in when we did, had we waited at all. Like had I waited till that one o'clock appointment, it would have been too late. Yeah. Because so I, like I said, I remember seeing the clock at one twelve and being told they were born at one sixteen, Peter and one seventeen. Yeah. So it was really <clears throat> quick. They were a minute after each other, and yeah, they had to pull those babies out and get you sewed up so you wouldn't be bleeding out. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and and, and uh, no, I mean, it was, it was just one of those things where afterwards, after the fact, it's like, wow, we were really close to a total disaster, but everything well, worked the, out. <laughs> the biggest like miracle of it all is everyone had told us, you know, mentally prepare, your twins will be spending time in the NICU. So that's what we have been preparing for, and... Especially since Peter, she, Dr. Sebastian told me the next day that when she, you know, cut me open, that Peter's entire sack was just filled with blood and he was swimming in blood. 
So she pulled him out immediately, and then that he had ingested about 30 cc's of blood and be prepared for him to, like, you know, that it would just work itself out of his system over the next few days. And that with Jane, that she was just, like, floating happily in there, and when she got pulled out, was not too happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> that that had to happen. Yeah, so it's just... And it's just a miracle that I was at home. We were already prepared to go to Home Depot, that we had a babysitter in line so that I could be, like, there with you. And I remember coming, and, too, and um, after a little while, like, Bridget came, and then I think Heather Larson came, too. Heather came because I was starving. And but she I brought never, you food. I never had lunch. Yeah, I should have had a peanut butter sandwich. should have. <laughs> but... Yeah, she brought me Wendy's. <laughs> and as you all remember, you were there talking to them, and then they left... And then I was like, well, where are babies? And you're like, they're fine. They're in the nursery. And I was still in the ICU in recovery. And that I didn't get to see them till they were about eight hours old. And yeah. I just remember before that, you were like, we're so lucky you're here. And I was like, what do you mean? And they told me I'd had two blood transfusions. And I was like trying to process that. And I just remember being like really emotional and crying and being like, how do we even know there are babies? Like, I wasn't awake. That's right. I don't you remember said, any of this. You told me, like, how, how do you know there are babies? I'm like, they are, I promise. <laughs> I was like, are you sure? What if they don't even, like, look like us? I don't know. What if they, like, swapped at birth kind of thing? I'm pretty sure that this girl standing in front of me right now is your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, then there's, like, the recovery for the next few days and... The, yeah. the babies were totally fine, but I stayed in the ICU for, what, the next, like, 48 hours or so. Yeah, and you're in the hospital for about five days. Uh-huh. My mom came. Um, she already had her ticket to come the next day. So maybe I was only in the ICU for 24 hours because then I remember my mom got there. They wheeled me back into just, like, my regular room. And yeah. the nurse told my mom, she's like, we thought we had the wrong person because they told us, like, there's a girl bleeding out, and we're walking to the ER, and she's there, like, texting people <laughs> and, like, chatting with us about what, what are we doing this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but you were pretty calm the whole time, and I was, too, up until the moment that the nurse said that uh, you were in the ICU. <laughs> and I, I was like, like, wait, though, what? That really was just, like, a gift from Heavenly Father because, like, my whole pregnancy, I just felt so calm, and even though the twins were a big surprise, it wasn't... I mean, the very first time I held Andrew, I remember telling you, like, we need to have another baby. And you look at me like, you are crazy. Do you not remember the last, like, 36 hours? Because I do, and I'm not reliving them. And if you don't know about them, listen to the previous podcast. There's about 23 minutes of it. <laughs> You've already said that, like, three times. <laughs> That's only the second time. Anyway. I'll say it again if you want. No. And so, anyway, I just knew there were these, like, that there was just this baby that was supposed to come. So when I found out I was pregnant with the twins... Well, it was, like, really surprising, it also kind of made sense. And I remember several times throughout my pregnancy being worried about something happening. And my mom saying, like, I don't think you would have this strong of a feeling and feel this calm about it all were it not meant to happen. And I know these babies will be fine. And sure and enough, like, during this really traumatic experience, <laughs> I just felt so calm. And I feel like the way I described it at the time was that, like, you're driving on the Autobahn and it's, like, terrifying, but that it was, like, Heavenly Father, like, jumped in and was like, I'm going to drive, hold on for the ride. And I just was calm because I knew I trusted the driver, but it was, like, the craziest ride that we were on. And in a lot of ways, it hasn't ever stopped. Yeah. <laughs> well, saying, and you didn't, you were going to mention, but didn't mention that uh, Peter and Jane never ended up in the NICU. They were just fine. Yeah, they, they were, were totally the whole fine. Time. They just, you know, so. squeezed stuff out of Peter. And 
as much blood as they could, and then he was fine, and Jane was fine, and... Everyone ended up being fine as we stand here today. Yeah, it all worked out. So. Well, but that's, uh, that is uh, Peter and Jane's birth story. Um, and, Mom, do you want to add any other final thoughts to it? Oh, I was just so excited that they were born on my birthday, but the circumstances were uh, really scary, the, the implications of what could have happened if things had gone any differently than how they did, that it didn't strike me until the next day about how uh, really scary that could have been if we had lost any one of them. Yeah. And I think it's just kind of funny. Like, I've always just joked now, like, sorry, Cynthia, I'm the favorite daughter-in-law because I gave the best birthday present ever. No <laughs> one can top it. <laughs> and telling my grandma the same thing, calling her. I remember I talked to her the night before, and they were at Lagoon. And I was like, sorry, you're not going to get a baby on your birthday. And then you're sure not getting enough. babies. And then sure enough, she did. And I'm like, well, no, I'm the favorite because no one else had twins on your birthday. Even if they have one, <laughs> still won't be the twins. same. Have to be triplets to beat you. <laughs> it was a, they're a great birthday present. And we have a lot of fun having the same birthdays. That's right. Celebrating them all the same. Well, I think we'll end there. So thanks for listening. And uh, the next one will be the story of number four, Ella.